Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Mayor goes to bat for her embattled 911 call center director. In Southeast D.C., I'm John Doman. Blue crabs are turning up in the state of Maine. Could it be climate change? It's midnight on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Mayor Rubin in New York. Mixed signals about the U.S. economy. The jobs number is strong, but fears about inflation and a possible recession remain. Bradley Blackburn reports. The latest data from the Department of Labor shows the economy added a better than expected 263,000 jobs in November. I think what this report tells us is that while the economy may be slowing down, especially in certain areas like technology or real estate, the overall employment landscape remains solid. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says the strong report means the Federal Reserve will likely raise interest rates again. A dramatic rise in hate speech on Twitter since Elon Musk took over. CNET's Ian Schur. So far, we've seen that even though Elon Musk says he is an extreme believer in free speech, each time that he's been up against a challenge, whether it is what Kanye West has been sharing anti-Semitic stuff on Twitter or other moments, he's been forced to deal with the reality that some of this stuff can actually lead to people being hurt. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin Friday night in California unveiled the Air Force's new stealth bomber. It is called the B-21 Raider, built by Northrop Grumman. They're priced at $750 million apiece. Ahead of Tuesday's runoff in the Georgia Senate race, President Biden made an appearance on behalf of the Democrat, but he didn't do it in Georgia. Rather than travel south, the president campaigned for the incumbent Georgia senator in Massachusetts, telling a Boston phone bank staffed by union activists that it's important for Democrats to win a 51st Senate seat. Mr. Biden says if Raphael Warnock loses in Tuesday's runoff and the Senate again ends up split 50-50. That means you got 50 presidents. Anyone can decide to change the direction of the country. Mr. Biden said Warnock's opponent, Republican Herschel Walker, doesn't deserve to be in the U.S. Senate. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. And while in Massachusetts, CBS's Michael George says the president had a royal visit. With the royal visit in its final day, President Biden greeted Prince William outside the JFK Presidential Library Friday. Earlier, Caroline Kennedy, the late president's daughter and the U.S. ambassador to Australia, took Prince William through the library. William and Kate's Boston itinerary focused on environmental projects and innovators, culminating with Friday night's Earthshot Prize Award ceremony. At the World Cup, the U.S. men's soccer team announced some good news ahead of today's must-win match against the Netherlands. Superstar Christian Pulisic has been cleared to play. This is CBS News. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association at this station. WTOP at 1203. It's Saturday morning. Welcome in, everybody. We've made it to the weekend, December 3rd, 2022. Cloudy with some drizzle by daybreak Saturday morning. Low in the 40s before we're done. We're at 46 in our nation's capital right now. It's Saturday morning to you. 
I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this weekend morning together. We begin with an FBI agent who shot and wounded a man on a metro train you may remember nearly two years ago. Now, this week, a jury has delivered its verdict in this case. The incident was caught on video. A man approaches 38-year-old Eduardo Valdivia, an FBI agent, in a metro car on the red line. The incident escalates as words were exchanged, and Valdivia shoots and wounds the man. Friday afternoon, nearly two years after the shooting, a jury found Valdivia not guilty of four counts, including attempted second-degree murder. Montgomery County state's attorney john mccarthy the case centered on whether or not that was a reasonable course of action and was protected by law defense attorney robert bonson we have taken the same position as 100 percent self-defense he was trying to save his life and bonson said the jury clearly agreed in rockville kate ryan wtop news wtop news time now 1204 dna evidence is once again helping police and families this time it's locally in fairfax county where a cold case victim has been identified after all almost 30 years. The woman's body was found with stab wounds in Centerville in 1993, her name unknown until now. Sharon K. Abbott Lane. So this case always stumped detectives. Major Ed O'Carroll oversees Fairfax County's major crimes, cyber, and forensics bureau. 29 years ago this week, her remains were discovered by some construction workers. Sharon was identified last month using DNA testing and genome sequencing, as well as the help from family. She was last seen in 1987. Her late father received an anonymous call about four years later that his daughter was dead. O'Carroll hopes anyone who may have known Lane or what happened will come forward. She died too young, too soon, and uh, there's a killer unaccounted for. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. WTOP Saturday morning at 12.05. D.C.'s 911 call center has been plagued by errors, sometimes with deadly consequences. But the mayor is now pushing to get the one-time leader of that agency back in charge once again. Whether that happens is still a question this morning. I know what I'm doing. Um, I have the credentials. But does Karima Holmes have the votes to be confirmed as the head of the city's Office of Unified Communications? Right now, she's the interim director of the office, which runs the city's 911 calls and has been plagued by several deadly mistakes that have seen responders sent to the wrong place and not always with the right urgency. Two months ago, it took 11 minutes and three calls before before an ambulance was dispatched for a man suffering a heart attack. He later died. There are mistakes at OUC before I got there while I while I was here, but the first time, um, we have less mistakes. We make less. We make changes. Um, but I do think that the criticism is unfair. It doesn't sound like the process in this case is being followed in its normal course. D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson says Mayor Muriel Bowser should nominate someone else. We've known this was going to happen for months now, and uh, there is an easier way out for the mayor. In Southeast D.C., John Dome in WTOP News. 6 Saturday morning. Now a follow-up to a story WTOP has been spearheading from the very start. It's all about the troubled D.C. crime lab. The city's auditor says that internal oversight practices at the lab were broken and ineffective long before the lab lost its accreditation last year. This report also finds fault with federal prosecutors in the D.C. Office of the Attorney General for going outside that process to launch an investigation that later turned up evidence of serious misconduct by lab workers. This report is out just ahead of the D.C. Council's first vote coming up next Tuesday on a bill overhauling the forensic agency. The lab lost its accreditation, you'll remember, to do all forensic casework last year and has not been able to process evidence since then and has been outsourcing DNA guns and other evidence to outside labs. WTOP at 12.07. Lorraine knew she wanted to adopt a teenager from foster care. 
I love teenagers. I think it adds an element of fun because you can really do activities as a family that everybody loves. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption believes you're never too old for family. More than 20,000 children in the U.S. are at risk of aging out of foster care without a family. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org. It's Saturday, December 3rd. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. You're with WTOP, 19 Lane. Where the time now is 12 Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTLP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. A fairly quiet Saturday morning, but a couple of serious pinch points on the Virginia Bellway. So let's start there on the outer loop of the Capitol Bellway. Coming from Bethesda and Maryland across the Leachin Bridge toward McLean and Virginia. The work zone right after the George Washington Memorial Parkway, heading toward and past Georgetown Pike, heading toward the Dulles Toll Road. A single left lane getting by there. A still sluggish ride to get past this one. It will settle down, but right now it's uh, not the happiest ride on the planet. Though running a close second right now might be the interloop work that we have through Merrifield. This is going to be on the interloop after Route 50 Arlington Boulevard, heading toward I-66. A single left lane getting by this work zone. Again, a very sluggish ride if you've got a plan B to get yourself from Springfield or from Annandale through Merrifield, not towards Tyson. Use that instead because this one's a very sluggish ride and somewhat contentious right now. On 66 between Haymarket and the Roslyn Tunnel, one measly work zone. It's measly. We have one work zone. It's eastbound after Sudley Road, and it's going to be two left lanes getting by without incident or delay. On the Maryland side, the Beltway is quiet through Montgomery and Prince George's counties. On 95, out of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, Beltway to Beltway, we run clear. 50 across the Bay Bridge, all travel lanes available and passable. Nothing in your way, and the ride between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway through Bowie and Annapolis runs without incident. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit Fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Rain showers pushing in from the west, and it's going to be a rather soggy Saturday morning across the region with air temperatures that are going to be mild for this time of year. We'll be in the 50s this morning and then quickly get to 60 degrees this afternoon. Look for a breezy time this morning, turning very windy this afternoon as well as a cold front begins to push towards the region. That switchover from the south to the northwest in the wind direction will occur here into the evening hours and a much colder Sunday with temperatures only in the lower 40s. And it looks like we're back close to 50 on Monday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. We're at 49 degrees in Chantilly as well. Pin Quarter, we're at 47 in Columbia. We're at 46 degrees in Holding in our nation's capital. Midnight hour, Saturday morning, December 3rd. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We've made it. Glad you're with us here at WTOP this early hour. This latest check brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Glad you're with us at WTOP. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. WTOP News Time, 1211. Good morning. Breaking news on campaign 2024 this morning. The Democratic Party votes this week to make South Carolina and not Iowa the leadoff presidential nominating state. 
Georgia and Michigan have now been added to the first five. This morning, Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS with what this decision actually will mean. Well, you had, of course, President Biden saying that he wanted to see South Carolina be the first and then see New Hampshire and Nevada come after that. This really, in some ways, does reflect what I've sensed in the Democratic Party is a push for wanting to have more diverse states, more states that lean blue in the general election, be the states where people are paying attention to. Because, of course, in the primaries, you spend a lot of money in these states. Of course, it didn't help Iowa that there was a debacle with the new app that made the caucuses not go in the way that most would have hoped they went. There was a lot of confusion and the results were not clear for some time. So that also did not work in the favor of Iowa. I've also been to Iowa where there are a lot of Iowa Democrats who are frankly very disappointed in this decision. You have New Hampshire that's saying they have a state law saying that the primary presidential campaign needs to be seven days before any sort of similar nominating event. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. But it really just shows you, I think, the changing priorities for the Democratic Party here. Now, talking about changes in the Democratic Party, we had the big change in leadership this week in the House with New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries uh, trying what some say is really impossible to fill the shoes of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Your view of uh, what happened this week with uh, Jeffries taking over? Well, this, of course, is a historic change for Democrats. Hakeem Jeffries becoming the first black person to ever become the leader of congressional Democrats in the House. And, of course, you also have Captain Clark and Peak Aguilar coming in as the number two and three in the party. And Jim Clyburn holding on after an, a challenge to remain in leadership. I think this really shows that this is a new Democratic Party. I don't know that it's going to be any more progressive because Nancy Pelosi was seen as pretty progressive. But I think what you have is just a bench of Democratic lawmakers who are eager to to see new faces and to be able to be promoted. I think it'll be very interesting to see sort of the role that Nancy Pelosi plays as her party voted to make her speaker emeritus, which is still an honorary title, but still some know that, of course, after decades and decades of helping the Democrats fundraise in record numbers and also with votes like really no other House speaker in modern history, that her guidance is going to be something that I think is going to be part of the factor of this new Democratic leadership. And of course, Hakeem Jeffries being very clear that he looks up to Nancy Pelosi. And I think one other thing I'll note is that there's a little drama this week with Jim Clyburn possibly being challenged and that being taken away and that, and that other lawmakers stepping down. But I think the idea that you see Democrats have this generational change with very little drama, it was sort of like, we know who's going to come next. It shows you also the sort of planning that Nancy Pelosi and others were doing as she was getting ready to wind down her time. Campaign 2024 continues on WCOP. That's Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS, talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. As you go about your daily life, look closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth, 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 
That's Saturday morning, December 3rd. Welcome to the weekend. 12-15, our first midnight hit with Frankie this weekend morning. It was a celebration of Maryland basketball on a Friday night in College Park as the Terps opened up Big Ten play with a win against Illinois 71-66. Jameer Young hits a big three late. He pumped in 24 as the Terps beat the Fighting Illini. Maryland now 8-0 and to start the season. The Wizards made it five straight losses on the road, this time at Charlotte. 117-116, down by as many as 22 points. Wiz had a chance to go ahead with about five seconds left, but Bradley Beal's jumper rims off. Beal had 33 points, a season high, but some costly turnovers late. Daniel Gafford, big night, had six blocks. Wizards also missed nine free throws. Wiz, a game under 500 now at 11-12, and 12, hosts the L.A. Lakers on Sunday. U.S. men's soccer it is now on to the knockout phase of the World Cup in Qatar. U.S. facing the Netherlands at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Also playing on Saturday, Argentina faces off against Australia. So baseball news, pitcher Jacob deGrom leaving the Mets signs a five-year deal with the Texas Rangers, reportedly worth $185 million. Again, good night for the Terps, knocking off Illinois, 71-66. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Frankie. As always, 1216 on WTOP. Welcome in this Saturday morning. Prince William and, uh, Prince and Princess Kate just wrapped up their three-day visit to Boston this week, their first trip actually to the U.S., in eight years. It's all happening during some troubling news overseas this morning. Back home in Britain, the royal family is working to get past a recent controversy. Lady Susan Hussey, who served as the late Queen's lady-in-waiting for 60 years, and is also Prince William's godmother, resigned after making apparently racist remarks. It's impossible to ignore that there are other big bombs dropping this week uh, in the monarchy. Yes, it has slightly overshadowed this trip, but just in terms of sort of media coverage. The Prince and Princess of Wales have spent three days trying to keep the focus on their environmental work. Michael George, CBS News, Boston. A county in southeast Virginia is making an unusual move to prevent anyone from taking down a Confederate statue. Washington Post reports this week the Matthews County Board of Supervisors is now preparing to transfer a small plot of public land under the statute to under the statue, that is, to a private preservation group. Now, the local chapter of the NAACP has apparently threatened a lawsuit over any effort to transfer the property. About 8% of Matthew County's 8,600 residents are black. Now to the top stories we're working on at WTOP heading into this weekend morning midnight hour Saturday. An FBI agent has been found not guilty in a December 2020 shooting aboard a red line train. Democrats have voted now to remove Iowa as the leadoff state on the presidential nominating calendar. We'll tell you about the new top state coming right up on WTOP. Will Carmia Holmes actually once again be D.C.'s official 911 director? The mayor's fighting for her, but council members aren't budging. Keep it here on WTOP for full details in the minutes ahead. Saturday morning at 1218. Good morning. Welcome in. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks, over to Ian Crawford this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. The big trouble spots right now, again, Dean, are going to be in Virginia on the Capitol Beltway. The outer loop work coming off the Legion Ridge from Bethesda, getting toward McLean and trying to get toward Tyson's. The outer loop down to a single left lane and a lot of people trying to squeeze through that soda straw. So a very, very slow ride coming off the Legion Bridge, passing the ramps of the George Washington Memorial Parkway, passing underneath Georgetown Pike. Once you get past that point, you should be hitting your breakaway point, And after that, you are good through Tyson's. 
and on toward the Springfield Interchange. Now, coming from the Springfield Interchange, you've got issues coming through Merrifield on the inner loop after Route 50 Arlington Boulevard. A little bit smoother ride now, but still sluggish. Left lane getting by the work, heading toward I-66. Past that, heading to Tyson's, you are in the good. 66, really quiet. Now that most of the work is done, I say most, but not all, we do have one lingering work zone, eastbound 66, near Sudley Road, two left lanes getting by, but doing so with little or no delay. On the Maryland Beltway, no reported delays through Montgomery and Prince George's County. On 95 in Maryland and on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, Beltway to Beltway, we run without incident or delay. On 270, Frederick to the lane divided back. Issue free. 50 across the Bay Bridge, all travel lanes available and passable, and the ride between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway through Annapolis and Bowie. No issues pending. And in the district on the Southeast Southwest Freeway, no issues pending at the moment. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. We've got rain that is pushing into the region, and we have a rather soggy forecast in store here for Saturday morning. Steady rain our way here, and it looks like that rain shower activity will continue through about lunchtime, tapering off to just some isolated showers in the afternoon but it will turn windy throughout the midday with temperatures close to 60 degrees this afternoon. We're going to be much colder, though, heading into your day on Sunday with sunshine, temperatures into the middle 40s, and a wind chill at times that will be in the 20s and 30s, and then near 50 in dry conditions Monday. I'm Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. Right now it's 47 degrees at Fort Belvoir, 49 Foggy Bottom, and in Silver Spring. We're at 46 degrees and holding at our nation's capital midnight hour, Saturday morning, December 3rd. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. We made it. This check brought to you this morning on WTLP by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. The addictive situation concerning shopping for the holidays. Some advice on how to get around that coming up on WTOP. Good morning. It's 1221. This holiday season, Diamonds Direct gives you the gift of 0% interest financing for three years on any purchase. With high prices and high interest rates everywhere else, Diamonds Direct is here with the incredible shopping experience you need. Our guaranteed best value prices will save you money. And with 0% interest, you can spread your payments over three years with no finance charge, period. And for this holiday season, we're showcasing an expanded selection of affordable and timeless holiday gifts. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, colored gemstones, and if you're upgrading her diamond or getting engaged over the holidays, we have one of the largest diamond selections in America. All sizes and shapes, all cut for maximum brilliance, and all offered at our amazing direct importer, no middleman prices. Check out our holiday gift guide now at diamondsdirect.com. Buy now or come into the showroom. Let one of our experts guide you in finding the holiday gift that's at the top of their list. And enjoy three years zero interest financing on any holiday purchase. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is WTOP News. WTOP News time Saturday morning at 1222. Welcome in. Glad you're with us at 103.5 FM, WTOP.com, and of course, on the WTOP app. Well, the holiday shopping season is well underway these days with people filling up their mall parking lots and online carts, too. But for many, shopping is actually something we do even when we don't need to. So what makes us so addictive? This morning, we turn to Elena Simuel. Senior economics correspondent at Time Magazine who wrote about it. 
This is something a lot of us do, and I think the reason is because we've evolved to do this. Our brains reward us for doing this because our brains reward us for acquiring stuff. You know, with the ease of online shopping, it's very easy. I, I find myself doing this too. You need a little something, a little reward maybe, and you go online and you order something. The interesting thing that I learned is the reason that we crave those rewards is because our brains like these small, unexpected things that happen. Think about our ancestors. They were surviving on, you know, maybe meat and they found this sudden new patch of blueberries. What they learned from this was doing something a little different and finding this reward was good for their body and it felt good. And so their brains prompted them to keep doing that. I'm going to mention Amazon. Is it even more pleasurable when you don't even have to put on your jacket and drive to the store and find a parking space, but just wait at home for the present to arrive? Yeah, I mean, I would say that we've evolved to try to acquire more things and spend as little effort as possible doing so. It makes sense. If you're the caveman who can get a bunch of animals and not leave your cave, you're going to be safer than the one who has to go to the animal store. You know, I think it's also you get two rewards with online shopping. You feel good. You get that reward when you press the button to order something. And then you get another reward when it arrives at your doorstop and you get to open it. If you'd like to stop or back off a little bit, probably cold turkey isn't the best way. What do experts that you're reading and hearing from recommend if you just kind of want to stop shopping so much and buying so much? One of the things is buy used, which can be hard for gifts. I actually did this last year. I tried to buy everyone in my family a used holiday gift. I think also looking to buy experiences instead of actual stuff. Our brains are still going to be craving something unexpected and different, but I think there are also ways to get that that isn't shopping, some sort of substitution. You know, you have to substitute something for that shopping, but maybe you can substitute something that's a little better for your wallet and a little better for the planet as well. Some of the experts I talked to said making these changes, like if you think about someone going to Weight Watchers or Alcoholics Anonymous, having connections with people who are going through these same changes as you can really help. And feeling good about what you did, feeling like you did something that was right or good for the planet, that can help too. Elena Simuels is Senior Economics Correspondent at Time Magazine on your shopping habit, talking with our Dimitri Sildes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The time now is 1225 Money News. Each half hour at 25 and 55, Jeff Claybaugh here this early hour to wrap your business week. The Dow finished Friday session up 35 points. The Nasdaq lost just 21. U.S. companies added a more than expected 263,000 jobs last month. Ford now accounts for 7.4% of electric vehicle sales in the U.S., ranked a distant second to Tesla's 65%. D.C.-based Vonda Pharmaceuticals is developing a drug specifically to combat stage fright. It binds to the same receptor that nicotine does. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. PAI Medical Virginia can grow your hair back with the latest technology for hair transplants and treatments. The technology doctors have used for years to restore damaged cells can now help slow or stop your hair loss and restore your thinning hair. PAI Medical Virginia's PRP Hair Restoration Treatments take only 45 minutes with no downtime. 
Right now, when you receive PRP treatments, you'll receive $500 off when you call 703-763-0118. Results from PAI Medical Virginia PRP treatments are amazing because they have technology and solutions no one else has. Go to PAIMedicalVirginia.com. Call them right now at 703-763-0118 for a free evaluation. Call 703-763-0118.